This is How Men Think with Brooks Like and Gavin DeGraw, an iHeartRadio podcast. Welcome to another episode of How Men Think. My name is Brooks Like, and we are live from the Carneros Resort in Napa. I have a new guest host here today. I'm missing my good buddy, Mr. Gavin DeGraw, but we have a seasoned veteran of the podcast space. Mr. Ben Higgins is co-hosting yeah, with me today. Up? Yeah, they call me the uh, I'm w- the old pro, which is nice. It yes. feels Well, I mean, a little hit to the <laughs> little hit to the system did, before we started. I mean, you're only 30 years old. You can't yeah. be that old. I'm 6 years older than you. But yeah, that was Amy. That was producer Amy called you the old pro. That's and right. I just think experience would have been a better word there. Yeah, you know what? I'm pumped to be here because I have a feeling that your podcast is going to talk about things that is going to make me feel all sorts of awkward, which I'm excited <laughs> about. <laughs> That's what we try and do. That's why we love having Gavin on here. He'll make it awkward. <laughs> yeah. uh, but we're live in Napa for Live in the Vineyard Music Festival. You've been here before, right? Yeah, I have. I was here in May. Uh, I'd never been to Napa before the event in May. And I'll be like in all transparency. I came here not knowing what to expect and not being super excited for it because there's just a lot going on at the time. And I left here going, "This is one of the coolest things I've ever done in my life." It is. I, there's the the word I explained it to to my family was it's a it's like a magical evening uh, where it's super intimate with some of the biggest stars in the industry, and they're singing uh, in this room and there's wine flowing and there's people dancing. It's just. Yeah, there's nothing short of magic that's going on here. I love it. There's Avril, my fellow Canadian, Avril Lavigne. Hope we get to watch her. Kelsey Ballerini, Marin Morris, Adam Lambert. I'm kind of upset that Gavin DeGraw isn't on this list. Uh, my buddy Natasha Beddingfield is going to be here tomorrow. So a lot of great artists here that we can't wait to watch. Uh, I want to thank the new dating app, Scene Dating, and Joe and Kendall, who are going to be on the show later, for putting us here. It's the next generation dating app that offers complete transparency to men and women looking for the perfect match. You've tried other dating apps. Try this one, Scene Dating. Transparent dating means a new, innovative, and honest approach to dating, which allows singles an opportunity to match on human connections and chemistry. Let yourself be seen and enjoy the safest, most positive, and respectful dating environment ever created. So we'll get into that later. We're going to dig into some questions uh, that listeners have. I also want to bring in my dude, Dimitri, who's rocking the nicest flannel shirt I've ever seen. What makes it the nicest flannel? It's just a flannel. I know, but it's dandy. I will take any compliment I can take from you. You're welcome, buddy. (laughs) By the way, while we're dishing out compliments here, uh, is it just me or is Ben's voice like a gift from the gods? It's it's just (laughs) me. I mean, you know what? It was like when they, I thought he was introduced. It sounded like Zeus was booming down from the heavens. Remember when when I said things would make it awkward? I actually want to take this second though. Dimitri, if you remember right, if I'm an old pro at the podcast space, then two years ago when the Almost Famous podcast started with iHeartRadio, everybody thought I was super funny and it wasn't because of myself. It was because Dimitri actually was working on that podcast mm, from day one. That's writing jokes for you. Met Dimitri mm. writing jokes. And so now I get to sit down with him. Like kind of the world comes back around. I get to sit down across from you and laugh once again at you. Well, at me, with right. you. Exactly. Yeah. Or, or, with or, with here's you. the thing that that's what, <laughs> no. you, that's what we told you. It was that I was ready to, I had won a contest just to come and sit in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> And that's what happened. <laughs> we also are in the backyard of our good friend, Rick. What's Rick? up? Yeah. This is your... Rick knows Norcal. everybody here. He walks into the Carneros Resort here. Everybody's like, hey, Rick, what's up, man? 
You're the mayor of this place, buddy. But yeah. you picked us up at the airport. Your car was nice and cleaned. I got it clean before it I was, picked you up. He yeah. had waters for us. He like, did. I, I told Dimitri when we landed, I was like, Rick better have that limo yeah. pulled up. Right all out all I did us. was take the Uber sign down. <laughs> <laughs> there Rick was no phone must be a dad. There's only <laughs> there's <laughs> only way that happens if you're a dad. Rick is a dad. Rick's mm-hmm. a fantastic dad. Yeah, Brooks had to sit in a car seat, but yeah. <laughs> I, just, I had to sit in the back in the car seat, just buckled right up. It's one of the ones that come over the shoulder too. <laughs> it's uh, a five point harness. Yeah, but we're gonna get into this. Is one of my favorite shows that we do, and Ben, I want, I'm anxious to hear you chime in on this too. We are gonna do. That's what he said. Mm. Number three. So in our show, Ben, listeners listen. They, they send us questions. You can send us your questions at men at iheartradio.com. And they'll email us their questions. And these questions are all over the map. We also have a new phone number that you can call. I don't have it memorized, but we'll get it to you. So these questions are from our How Men Think listeners. They write in and they want to get a man's perspective on what we think on this topic. So... Okay. Yeah. So I'm gonna f- I'm gonna put you on the. These hot are some seat. tough questions, man. I'm gonna put you on the hot seat with okay. the very first one. Yeah. This is from Christina Mazarol. She says, "My question is about children. What would you do if you found out the perfect woman is exactly what you want, but did not want to have children? What would you do? So you find the love of your life. Yeah. But she doesn't want. It. This is assuming that, that that's the- a hard question. It's a super hard question. But here's, I mean, I I think you have to weigh. The- it's actually it's it you just to go about it, logically you have to weigh how important children are for me for you. So like if children are super important to me and the partner that I'm entering into life with doesn't want children, I don't think it's going to work because there's always going to be a seed of resentment and I think you have to weigh if the relationship with this woman is more important to you than the than your opportunity to have kids one day. If those are reversed and the kids are more important, you can't be with this person no matter how perfect they seem at the time. Ooh, that's so you well, could make that decision. And uh, I think I'd have think, to. Yeah, that's the thing. It says you found the perfect woman. If you want to have kids and she doesn't, is she the perfect woman for you? No. She's and not by the way, point. as far as resentment, if there's a woman that settles down with you and doesn't want to have little Bens, no. I will resent her yeah. because the world needs more you. Dimitri, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> there he goes. I'm really welcome. Yeah, this yeah. You're gonna get. Thank you for this. <laughs> I gotta agree. I mean, man, that's a sticky one. Yeah. Like that's a because sti- it's hard to find a good match. And especially like like your soul. What if this is your soulmate? Like this is your undeniably this is your person. And then she does, says she doesn't want to have children. It, I think you got to look at what I would do if this were me. I would go and look at my purpose of this relationship. So in my relationship, I want to enter my relationship to be a husband, but also a father. That's why I entered my relationship. Those were my two. Like I want to be a father, but if my wife or this person didn't want to have kids, man, I think that's, I think it's well, too important to me. I think I want to have kids in my life, and I I want to see a reflection of this person in that kid. I want exactly, to see a reflection exactly. of myself in that kid. Like, and, I, and I think that's the important thing is is the wording is the perfect woman. I don't know if that's if she doesn't want to have kids then. I don't. I wouldn't define her as perfect. Okay. But by the way, if you want to have kids, by the way, there's a pitfall here too because a lot of people, correct me if I'm wrong, think you can go in a relationship. Oh, she doesn't want to have kids. I'm gonna change her, or I'm gonna change him. And you get in there, and they don't change. And then you're you're in this marriage, and you're like, I told you I didn't want to have kids. And that other person thought I'm gonna change you. And then it's just then you've just spent all these years thinking you're changing things up. So I have a friend, a good buddy of mine was in a committed relationship, loved this woman. And I've talked to him since, loved this woman. She did not want to have kids. And he ended it. 
because in his life he yeah. wanted to have kids yeah. and he's like yeah. i love her i want to have kids with her i don't want to have kids with somebody else because he can't see that right now but he was like she was adamant that she's not having kids and so i had to make a decision Brooks, so, yeah. i think is i actually i think rick and dimitri have summed this up really well with a lot of wisdom i don't think it's that hard if she <laughs> doesn't want to have kids Wait, and you do. That sounded like a compliment. Yeah, that that wasn't. One. No, no, that's it's, a, it's, that's it's actually a huge compliment. compliment. It's a complicit. They've made it they've made it easy to understand. If you want to have kids and she doesn't, she's no longer the perfect woman for you. Hmm. So I I mean I think it's that easy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Moving on to the next one from Jana. I was introduced to a guy through friends. He hasn't committed to a relationship and I'm not good at being casual. I know that I want to get married and have kids, so don't know, so I don't want to waste my time. I told him I deserve to be a priority to someone, and I don't feel like I am. He says, I think we should just be friends for right now. What the hell does that mean? And why take me to your parents' house? Oh, and we went on a birthday dinner for me with my parents and brother. Why go do that? Did I just scare him about the future? I just don't know what to make about getting friend-zoned after four months. This sounds complicated. It sounds complicated, right. but let's go back to that one thing. I think we should just be friends for now. What the hell does that mean? It means we should just be friends. <laughs> That's the point it's, of this show. Wasn't he? <laughs> keep it simple, stupid? Yeah. <laughs> yes, keep it simple, stupid. Yeah, I mean, I think she's I mean, she's looking at 12 different layers here where one's very simple. He's like, well, I'm just not there yet. Maybe we've had some good times, but like he, he's honest. He's, he's straightforward with her. I think we should just be friends for now. But, all, but I, on the flip side of that, I, I mean, like, why is he taking her to his parents' house? Why, why are they going to family dinners? You know, they're friends. Like, she said, I think, uh, well, he's like, I think we should just be friends for now. Obviously, he looks at her like a, like a friend. But we also don't know the time of this. Like, did, did, did they go to the dinner before that? And then she asked this question. Yeah, like, and he's did like, they, did you they know go what? on a date? Hey, you, we it? went to my parents' house, and I realized I don't want you coming to my parents' house for the rest of my life. Maybe that happened. He's like, we should just be friends. We don't know the timing <laughs> of all this. I, ben, uh, what do you think here, buddy? Uh, you know, as as I've gotten older, my my f- like gal pals have decreased. Like you know, in college, really? high school, yeah, mine have increased. I don't have as many like close girlfriends. That are just friends as I used to. I think for for some reasons because when there's like chemistry as friendships, it's hard to then decipher like to not feel some type of romantic connection. At least it was for me, so it's healthy also. But I have buddies who would have zero idea that a girl like is actually into him. Like I, she's into I can him, see that. and I wonder if Janet's into this guy and he has no clue, and he thinks they're just hanging out as friends, and it's cool for both of them to just be friends. And he has zero idea that she has any romantic like chemistry. Yeah, also, but the, the but the thing is, she says I deserve to be a priority, and I don't feel like I am. He said we should just be friends. He knows he just doesn't want it. What and also, what's wrong with like, um, what's wrong with bringing a friend to that kind of thing? To, uh, like, it sends mixed signals. Right, I don't want right. to go to like but, but he my random her- friend's parents' house just to kick it. <laughs> that's a girl like that no. feels weird i know but he also was very straightforward i think we should be friends for for right now i also want to welcome somebody that's going to give us the other side of female insight to this our good friend katie mo is here and what? she's just yeah. she's just katie. jumping at this one she's just like no you guys are all wrong yeah. katie mo what's up how do you look at this question from Jana? well hey guys um so i'm looking at this question and you're right. There's so many layers to it. Ultimately, she she was flat out wanting to be a priority in his life. And he's saying, 
you're not <laughs> you know he's saying i want to be friends and i've i've had guy friends i've always been a guy's girl for the most part so i've been to my guy friends houses when i was in high school i don't know i don't know the age of this person but when i was in high school i've been to you know a thanksgiving celebration like an early thanksgiving with a guy friend or something and it was just friends um i think they're just on two different pages and it's a communication thing 100 percent. and also have they hooked up i want to know the mm, details of this relationship because if yeah. they haven't hooked up they definitely are just friends but if they have it complicates it more that's a great point that and he, yes but he, here's the, here's the thing she says i i told him i deserve to be a priority 100 percent, you deserve to be a priority and if you're not with him then he's not the one so mm-hmm. you'll find the person that you'll be the priority with the part that scares me and that i feel badly for her is did I just scare him about the future? She's already blaming herself. Mm-hmm. She's like, did I mess this up? Did I, were he and I going to be a thing? And then I asked about it and then he decided just to be friends. It's, that's not the case. If he wants to be friends, he's going to say, let's be friends. If he wants to be more, he's going to say that. But don't go into, did I just throw this whole perfect thing off track because I asked about us? There's nothing wrong with asking about where you stand. Right. Yeah. That's just good communication skills. Yeah. And honestly, if he's not going to prioritize her as more than a friend, she should either be accepting of just being friends or move on. Very well said. We're going to move on to the next question. Very well said, Katie Moe. That's why we have you on here, girl. <laughs> and you have the best boots in the in the entire Napa. Oh, thank you. You should see these boots. I love She's these rocking. boots. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Remember when Ben said he was going to feel uncomfortable? It sounded like boots. Ben and I both, ben and I both have our shoes off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You guys are sporting socks. At least she has shoes on. <laughs> Um, next question is from Mary Beth. Thank you, Mary Beth, for this question. Question to the married guys. It's like a sleepover here with you two. Question to the married guys. <laughs> Good thing the wind's blowing. Um, here we go. You guys all sound so in touch with your families. You work hard. You cook. You clean. You're close with your kids. Um, what do you and your spouse fight about? So if life is good, right? It's good life. You have a good marriage, good relationship. What do you fight about? We fight, I'll, yeah, we, we fight about uh, finances. I I live a little more free, like, oh, don't worry about it. We, we, we want this. Let's do this. We, you know, we, let's do this and we'll, things will work itself out. And my wife is a little, a lot more <laughs> business oriented. She went to business school and she's like, well, and she like will make a spreadsheet and she'll figure stuff out and be like, well, we can do this. But in three years, it could be this. And I'm like, let's just live. Like, mm. so we, it's not that they're knocked down drag out fights but we we argue about money mm. and, and 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 how we're spending it i argue Rick? about like uh i mean we we clean up after each other in, in the house but like clutter in the sense of there's like little mm-hmm. we have obviously with the kids around there's like keychains and backpacks and whatever and it's like say something I, i'll put the shoes or the backpacks on the stairs and it's like you, you take it back take it up when you go upstairs right or when you go put it away well it's like you'll walk by it like four times without just like dealing with it. Yeah. So like my, my argument to her, what we kind of argue about, which isn't the end of the world, but is like, hey, why don't you just take that up? Why can't you just put the, their clothes away? Why can't you just put the their backpack in the garage while you're going down to the garage anyway? Or, or whatever that may be, you know, it's like, so those are the things that we sort of fight about. Um, obviously, you know, on a more serious note with Dimitri is, is finances and but I can get on board with that clutter too. We we have the same thing, and it's like it drives me because crazy. I hate clutter. I hate kids clutter. leave stuff, crazy. Right? But the problem is, so every once in a while, uh, and I'm gonna get killed for saying this, but every like you won't. 
Okay, great. we'll protect you. I, I didn't mean to. Thank you. It's a safe but place. Sometimes my wife negative. will leave stuff, and it's just like like nothing drives me more nuts than like eating a opening up like a lifesaver or whatever, and leaving the wrapper there. It's like just throw it right, right there. Just get up and throw yes. it out. You don't have to worry about it later. And so the kids, so she's she's not like the kids just leave stuff. But she every once in a while will do stuff, and I feel bad. But sometimes they'll be like, "Hey, who, which one of you is this?" And the kids will all be like, "No," and I'll be like, "And she'll know." Then she'll be like, "Oh yeah, that was her." So, so it's kind it's of a like, dick thing it's to like do. Like but me, it's like you're taking care of three kids or five kids in your case, Dimitri. <laughs> but, <laughs> That's but so far. Mine with my wife, mine is about time. So I'm sure it's about like my wife works very hard, and I admire her for her work ethic, but. Sometimes it's too much, and I'm like, I I want to spend time with you. Like my tank is low, I want to see yeah. you. Like, I know you want to do this and that and that, but like, you could have done that work earlier in the day, or like, I, I don't know, just too many things. Like, learn having her say no to some things. I try and complete my day by five o'clock. So at five o'clock, I'm off and I'm on family time. That's her dog. That's yep. like time with her or friends. Like, I'm not emailing i'm not doing anything after five o'clock um and she will push past that well past that and so time is the one that i kind of argue and i think the other thing when once you have kids brooks is is having those kids and how are you dealing with those kids like my son is you know he's falling back in a little bit of a couple of his courses at school and so we're like okay so what's the what's the strategy here so it's getting on the same page with your wife What's the strategy? Do we take away his phone? Do we make him come home mm-hmm. after school and then work on a school until he's done with that and then let him go out with his friends or whatever? And so like the other day, classic example, we kind of hammered down on him and was like, okay, come home at 4.30. You're going to give us your phone, any devices. You're going to work until 6. We're going to eat dinner. And then at 8.30, you can check your phone for a half an hour. Well, like it just happened to be that day where I came home and we didn't have anything to do and he had no homework. And so... She was like, well, just you can be on your phone until 530, you know, and it was like we immediately broke the rule, like the, what we put in place. And so it's like you need to be on the same page. And that's what we fight over. I'm like, well, why are we breaking the rule if you're, you know, why have the rules if you're going to break them on the very first day or the second day? It's just so those are those are things with kids. It becomes complicated. So I want to go one step further here, though, for my own interest. So if you see these things that are like annoyances to you or they kind of get under your skin, how then in a marriage or any relationship do you bring them up is there an appropriate way do you just let them go do you let do you get do you kind of build a callus yourself say you know what i'm just let this go or do you how do you approach it you you one you pick your battles yep so is it worth fighting with for that one right there you know and the kids are home and is it worth it or do you let it kind of go and say okay let's see what happens tomorrow that's that's what i do it's kind of pick your battle how important is that topic or that battle for you right now, uh, Brooks. The, the way so that's that's a dance, man. And, and you're dating. Yeah. I bet your wonderful girlfriend. Um, that's a dance that you just kind of learn over time. You learn the the give and take of that. Um, it's communication. And and my wife kind of. It's not a system, but my wife and I have found a couple tools almost to to navigate that kind of a water. Cause, and we'll lead with this. This is. Uh, we lead with this sometimes when we're about to say something to the other person that might be jarring to them. I'll just say like softly, I'm like, same team. Like we're on the same team. I'm on your team. I'll just say same team, but this is happening and it's making me feel this. And so whenever we say that's kind of a code word for us, same team means <laughs> you're just laughing. You're I like, this is crazy. Honest, man. Like, 
It's I, easy. It works for us. It's like, and also we almost challenge each other. We challenge each other and almost compete with each other in our relationship to see who can listen and understand. So I, I have a friend that chal- him and his wife challenge each other to see who could be the first to apologize. It's putting the other person ahead of you. You two are looking at me like, well, listen, yeah. this is this, <laughs> this is a beautiful. Well, hey, I don't have kids. There. I don't have yeah, kids, so I think, I think totally. co-parenting is, is a different conversation. I think that's probably but something between two adults where it's your actions or my actions. We're grown up enough and love each other enough that we can listen. And it's not like shoving it in each other. I just think this is so like, if if I was in a, if I was in a therapy session and somebody said to me, listen, when you guys are getting heated or you're getting at each other, say same team. I would be like, okay, I want my money back. That's because that's not a feasible way to live. Like I disagree. No, I I think it works completely. I think it's amazing if you can do it. But me personally, I can't see, I like, I can't see that as something that me personally could do. See, to me, it sounds very fairy tale-ish. I, I disagree, man. It's like, it's, it's, you're on the same, t- like you and your wife, no matter what you're on, you might not be on this, agree on something, but you're on the same team. It, oh, always. Oh, always, I know right? that. So, but, but what if, what if like something that you're going to share is going to be really jarring, really jarring? Like if it's something like, hey, love, can you clean this up? Or like, or Brooks, you left the toothpaste out or something. That's not, that's, you don't need that. But something like jarring, how are you going to? You text her and say, we need to talk. Oh, you, oh God. You text. Okay. That's yeah, worse. You text the or love you of your just, life. Uh, or you, you can, send a text. Or you can just text the whole thing out. I say, say, so send an email. What is wrong with you? Total right now. Send an email oh, and make the subject same team. <laughs> and then get into I, it. No, I will say, I think same team is a, is a, I get it. That's a good strategy and it probably works for you. But I mean, it, being married for 15 years, it's just at the end of that, as you go, it doesn't work out that way. I, I'm, I'm calling bull- 15 years. Dude, I'm calling bullshit on that. No, but why? Yeah, but you can't say at at the end of 15 years that just doesn't work like that. No, no, but 15 years. Okay, take me. 14 years, four kids. I know we're going to get to the end of this argument, whatever we're arguing about, but there's no way I can kick it into low gear at the beginning of an argument and be like, okay, honey, listen, same team. I'm going to rush to see that I can apologize before you. That's... That sounds like tips I'm getting from a cereal box. So I'm <laughs> listening, jet, I'm listening to both of the arguments and I'm, what I'm hearing that's the same in them, although you might not agree with exactly how he does it and you might not agree with it, or Dimitri and Brooks. But um, what I'm hearing so far is it's not what you argue about or the frequency of your arguments, but how you argue yes um and that's how you argue for that individual relationship so it's how you guys argue dimitri and how brooks you argue with your wife it's going to be different from each other but it's ultimately not the frequency or what it's about it's how it's done that's what we've yeah i mean it's not yelling screaming fights yeah and there's just different methods um you know it's like they you know I, i think to be honest i think it's you're right it's the it's the people involved in this and that Honestly, if I was in an argument with my wife and I said, "Hey, honey, same team," she would probably want to slap me. Well, yeah, that's just listen, not who listen she how is. you said that. You said, "Hey, honey, same team." That's already like an offensive <laughs> tone. Because I'm already you got to go on the offensive. How would you say it, Dimitri? If you huh? were trying to kind of calm the situation, if I was down. trying to calm the situation, I said, hey, "Listen, listen, we're we're arguing that we want the same thing here. We're on, we want the, the same, same results." <laughs> but th- the way you said it was, "Hun," it didn't even sound like you were fighting. I'm calling I, I, bullshit. I was call, yeah. so, Truth for me, I spent my whole life in locker rooms. I've been in shouting matches, like in people's faces, full dudes shouting. Like, and I don't want to live my life like that anymore. Well, so I don't bring any of that 
to my relationship. My wife and I talk things through. I'll be fully transparent. We don't yell at each other. That doesn't, when you're yelling, emotions are elevated and you're not receptive to listening. Listen, you came, you're right. You came from hockey. Some guy cuts you off on the ice and you guys start throwing punches and knock each other's teeth out. my own team. You never got up and went, hey, same team, pal. No, my own team. Arguments with my own team. Yeah. This is an interesting one. This is good. (laughs) Ben, what you got here? Oh, I think... Here's the here's the part of it. Each each relationship is unique in its own way. I think what we're getting to is the topics that make this podcast incredibly unique and compelling, which are is conf, this is in its core conflict resolution. So each person deals with conflict differently. And for Brooks, because of his background, how he was raised, his career, it works. I think I'm hearing it works for you to to associate it with a team. We're in this together. Let's settle the score. For the other, it's just Let's confront it. Let's dive in head first because we know at the end of this, we're going to get out of it. It might get really ugly. It might not always be navigating the right direction. Tempers may get high. But at the end of it, the the idea of being on the same team is always there. It just isn't said because for a little bit of time, I really don't like you, but I still love you. <laughs> and I think, we're, I think where Dimitri and I are coming from is we don't need to say it because we already know that we're on the same team with that person. But also, I'm an emotional but, person. So I'm Greek. I get heated. It's like <laughs> I can't yeah. kick it down yeah, to you do. same team. I have to be like, listen, I have to blow mm. off my steam. I, let me just say what I have to say. We'll, I'll vent. You'll vent. And I know we'll reach that point. You just text her and say, hey, look. You you make, I just, hey, I just made an appointment with a therapist. It's Thursday <laughs> at 2 o'clock. <laughs> Dimitri, question, question for you. Like when you say you need to vent. What will be your tone? Is it going to be like you just need, you need to say what you need to say, or do you need to like say it the way you need to say it? Like, I mean, just, it depends on what it is. I never get to like a to like a screaming. I can't but, see you getting to that. Yeah, yeah, thank you. But there are times when I will get I will get heated, and I'll be like, "No, you're not." I'll give you an example. You know, you're not listening. The, the point is, what I'm saying, Brooks, is that you say same team. I can't be on the same team right now. <laughs> That's me getting heated. Okay, thank you. Oh, and good. see, that was good. that's a yeah. nice. That's great. <laughs> That's the best part about this podcast. Um, conversations like this because you can have them in a safe place and not everybody can have these. So I think it's a great conversation. Appreciate you, brother. Appreciate I, the plugs you're throwing for How Men Think. By the way, I uh, feel like we are on the same bet. team with Ben. This is nice. Yeah. We, yeah. <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome anytime. The, our, he's the, he's <laughs> the old wise guy. This is so easy when ben Gav's not here because like Gav guy. would just be stirred. The grizzled vet. <laughs> <Yeah. Because laughs> Gavin's single. Gavin's full on yeah. single. So he's like... This marriage thing, it doesn't sound so good to me. Yeah. I think I'm going to go to Vegas well, and eat a steak. A steak. Um, <laughs> Whenever you get our checks. Okay, more of your questions. We've got to take a quick break, and then we'll get back with more of your questions. Back from break. My name is Brooks Light, co-hosted by Mr. Ben Higgins, and we got Katie Moe in the house What's here, up? too. We are at Carneros Resort at live in Napa at the music festival. Now we're going to do something new that we have never done before, and I was hard on Easton and Amy to get this because I want you guys to have a microphone. We have a new voicemail where you can call in and ask us your questions instead of emailing him. So we have a question from a listener. Here it is. Hey, guys. So I was listening to this past episode with Tanya, um, and I, I was like screaming in my car <laughs> because I was wondering if it would be different if the man or the male or your partner in the relationship, like making less money, was not, what it, it's not even really about money, but I mean about the success of that other person. So like Tanya is a, a, a well-established 
woman in her career, like, is that intimidating, regardless of the money, regardless of the things, regardless of the trips? Um, I'm just thinking, like, the success and what that feels like. Is that emasculating for men? Thanks, guys. So I want to bring this to you, Ben. I just want to let you take the lead on this. Is it? Do you think it'll be emasculating to a man to be with a woman who is more successful? Hmm. Just take the money out of it. I don't want to get weird like, here, uh, but I think we first have to, have to define success. So, like, I know Jessica's dream job um, would be to spend her time uh, working with young women who have suffered with eating disorders because that's what Jessica's background's in. I don't think there's probably a ton of money in that field, but her impact as a person could be far greater than mine would be if I, for example, I don't want to even say a job because every job can impact people. But So I think we have to define success. So if Jessica's reach as a mentor, as a person that would give her time up to sit with young women as they're in their like, like heaviest times, I would love that for her. Um, now, if we're talking monetary, if, if my spouse is making more money than me or if she is more well-known than me, more, more uh, high up in her career... I would hope I would love her enough to actually, I think I'd be super attracted to it. I think I could be mm. her biggest fan. I think I would literally be like in awe that a woman that is, is that driven, uh, that focused, that passionate would want her to spend her downtime with somebody like me. So you think it's a turn on instead of something that's a hundred percent. Wow. All right. Dimitri, what you got? Listen, I've, my wife is extremely successful. I mean, there's no question about it. There's nothing for me. It's not emasculating. If, if you've got a problem with the fact that your spouse is, is more successful or, or making more money, listen, it's, it's our money. It's great. Like, we're together. Back to your thing. Same team. Same team, buddy. They're, team. Oh, now, it's, now it's same team. Hey, well, when it's, it's about her it's money. Argument. <laughs> but it's like, no, my wife is extremely successful, and there's not one part of me that's like, oh, I wish I was more successful. I want to be equally successful like or excuse me i want to be successful in my own right like i don't want to be like hanging on her coattails type of thing like i would not work and just hang out at home but there's no part of me that's ever like oh i, uh, I can't it's embarrassing that she makes more money than me I, I think it's fantastic that we're that we're doing things and we're and and she, i mean she's brilliant and she's being rewarded for it i have no problem with that yeah rick what do you think buddy i think it's i mean this is it's not really about the money but the reality is is it, it is about the money and and it's about people feeling that way when somebody is making more money than the other person. And I think whether it's the, the wife or the husband, either one could feel emasculated, you know, and I don't think it's about, so what about you? Would you feel emasculated? I don't, if she makes more money, drives a nicer car, better career, like she's like, would you feel emasculated? No, No, let me finish. No, no, no. I would feel, I would feel, how could you say that? Yeah. Oh, sorry. This is what I think. Tell me what I think. Not you guys, but I just think we're doing such a disservice by not acknowledging that this is emasculating. It 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 it, it makes me crazy. I will say if I did you not, you four keep being the exception to what the rest of the world is. How there do you are, know? Because I've experienced it. Oh, so I do, how do you know. know? How do you know you haven't experienced it with that bizarre little amount? Maybe that's the exception. Listen, here's the thing: if I had, if I couldn't get a job. And I was, and I felt like worthless. And my wife was making money. Yes, maybe in that situation. But my situation, I'm saying, I am. I don't have a problem with her making a lot of money. 
I, if, if I could not get a job and I felt like, and everyone looked at me like, look at this guy. She's supporting him. Yeah, you didn't that, say that. Because that's not my situation. But, yeah, but I agree with him. We're also trying to speak broader terms here but for, the cul- for other people. But the culprit, I think here, because here's a unique thing that, as you said that, Amy, and, and I don't think any of my married friends that are men make more money than their spouses. Because a lot of my friends, and just because of where life's taken them and a ton of things, are like in, like, working for the church or you know, like, uh, in like missions, working for ancient like humanity and hope, like the the nonprofits and stuff, or like working for generous. That you know, I don't get paid from that. And that's my full time job outside this podcast. Luckily, that is my source of income. I think this the variable that is speaking to is it's not if your partner is making more it's where is your worth being held if you can't find a job exactly. and i'm at home feeling so inadequate to do anything of value then yes i would be incredibly like weak in my and and, and, and like feel comp- completely demasculated but but it's not because my spouse is th- is thriving. It's because I. Just that's a big it shadow. That's yeah. a big shadow hanging and over I your head. And I think the other thing is, if your spouse is the one that's bringing in all the dough and doing being successful, and they're not allowing that space, for, they're not letting you into that space of success. Not from a money standpoint, but coming back home and being like, "Hey, we're going to engage in our life now. This is where we are." Instead, they're like, "Oh, I'm hopping on a private plane to go to." Salt Lake to go, you know, speak at this conference and yeah, we'll chat later. Like, I think that's where it becomes emasculating where it's like, mm-hmm. you know what? Screw you. Like, like I, yeah, you I, think I, you're, I actually, hot, you're, you're, you're yeah, right. Yeah. yeah no, you you're actually, not. you touched on something there, Rick. I think, I think if I actually firmly believe if the woman is still so supportive of the man, let's say I'm a school teacher and my dream is to be a school teacher. That's the greatest thing I could accomplish in my life. What's, I'm, I'm going to max out. It. I'm going to max out my earnings. That maybe my dad was a school teacher, became a principal. But like, if you get to six figures, that's unbelievable. It's going to take you thirty years to get there. You all just made it about the. You made it about the money again. If you're the successful, that's what this woman's asking about. Successful school teacher, then you've achieved success in your field. That's so that I mean. wouldn't be emasculating because you're the success. In that field, you know, so I think that's a different conversation. But also, if she's supportive of the man and what he's doing, would not would help a man not feel emasculated if he were if if she made ten million bucks and he made fifty grand, but she loved him and supported him in his mission. If I she th- makes him feel like. Sh- if she yes. makes yeah, if she says like what Rick said, like hell yeah, you're gonna feel emasculated. And that's gonna cause resentment. You're done. But. If she supports him in his mission, like in my mission right now, my life is different. I used to make money playing hockey. Now I'm not. Like my wife is greatly out earning me. But she's, even with this podcast, he yeah. doesn't even make any money on the podcast. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. That's why, and I think that's in why the she's same out earning respect, me. Brooks, <laughs> in the <laughs> same respect. And sorry, I'm talking. I try not to talk this episode. So all y'all with your letters, keep them coming. It's fine. But here's the thing. I think it's important too if the woman is successful to make her feel feminine. You know what I mean? Like in the, the, the same man respect, should make her feel feminine. Yes, because if she's working all day and that makes you feel sort of one way, that just like you want the woman to be supportive of you, I think the man should also be supportive, even in a different way, of the woman who's sort of the ball buster and successful. Yeah, a, and a woman doesn't grinding. have to be a masculine energy to be successful. 
a woman can be successful as a feminine energy. Mm. We could argue that in a different show because I, mm, we could argue that in this another episode. (laughs) I will tell you this. I truly believe this. The men that are sitting in this room, and I think a lot of men out there, um, would be incredibly supportive of a partner, of a wife that is thriving. And I, I know, I know right now, when Jessica has small victories or big victories, there is a, a joy there that I've never felt for any person ever. It's like everything's awesome. Like when she's thriving and she comes, she just did it today. She just called me and's like, Ben, I'm going to be able to speak at this conference uh, and talk to women struggling with eating disorders. This is what I've dreamed of, she said. This is my dream. This is what I've always wanted to do and I'm going to be able to do it. Like my feeling in that moment was unlike anything I've ever felt before because I knew how much she wanted it and I knew that was her marker of success. Okay. I know it's people, I know women sell? who are super successful. Now the man might not work hard. So I do think that becomes where the conversation yeah. takes place. That if the guy is kind of freeloading for lack of a better way to say it, that becomes brutal and they just Listen, don't get along. Yeah. yeah, because she's not gonna respect him at that point. Like she's out working and he's freeloading. She's not gonna look at him and be like, oh look like I don't know. I I think you're right. I think that's the tough part there. And and it's also like we're not saying that there's no part of us that feels that. Like in my life I'm not earning right now. My wife is earning way more than I am. There is still a part of you that is like, yeah, like I am so happy as as Ben said, love that she's thriving because I'm a part of that. I'm a part of her success. Absolutely love that. But yeah, there's still a part of you that doesn't compare yourself to her, but uses that as motivation. Like, damn, I want to. I want to level up too. So like, what is emasculating for you all then? What is something that a woman does that makes you feel ooh, that's emasculated? The question. That's the question. That's the question. So um, <clears throat> I can answer this. So let's take this same scenario and what's been mentioned, but I think it needs to be sat on for a second, is if she was thriving and it comes back home and there is this like these passive aggressive comments or these jabs making me feel less than. There is there is nobody that could make me feel less of a man than my partner who I'm entrusting with my heart, with my with my identity, with my tears, with my with my moments that I don't feel super masculine. She could break me. I know this about anybody I've given my heart to. She could break me with a word in a second. So their words, their actions. Um, could could make me crawl up and, and especially and if you're especially if you're trying yeah, it, yeah. freeloading out of, you know, take that mm-hmm. out of the equation for a minute if you're trying and she comes home and she says oh what you want to go on vacation yeah I'll, I'll do that for us something like that it's like man you know I'll do that for mm-hmm. I'll do that for you I'll do that for us that yes I agree with that that's where it would hurt because then you're being felt to feel you you you're, you're feeling like you're you're not worth it. You're 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 less than, and that's when someone's doing that to you. That's tough. It's a it's a great question, Amy. I'm I'm I like don't even have an answer for that. It's a that's a nuclear question and like a very important question. How I'm trying to think in my relationship how I can feel emasculated. I think when guys feel disrespected, I think when guys when I feel that my efforts even though they aren't paying off fruitfully right now, are not respected and seen, can make me feel emasculated. 
it's a really I'm 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 not trying to skirt this. I'm trying to like dig in and think hard on how I feel emasculated. But I do agree with Ben that you somebody that you love, you support and you just want them to win. It's just it's not about you. You want them to win. But I'm really trying to think on how I mean if they, I feel emasculated. If they in the flirted with somebody right in front of you and pretended like you weren't there, yes. that would destroy you. A thousand percent. Yes. I also think, Amy, your perspective on this stuff is always interesting to me. And this is why. Um, there's a reason you get emails and letters from people who are like, Amy doesn't need to talk on the podcast because you are a powerful force. Like you have grinded and like you have a grit to you that is unlike many women in this world because of what you've been through. I also think you're playing in a playground full of people from Los Angeles who I don't know. I've never dated in Los Angeles, but like you said, it's always what's better next. What's better next. And it's how do I get ahead? It's it's a very very selfish dating culture from anybody I talk to. Now there's some 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 really great people out there, but they aren't everywhere. What you would need is a man to come beside you and say, Amy, I love everything about your success. I love everything you've done to this point, everything you've built, everything, every opinion you have, every strong opinion you have. And I'm just here to tell you this: I want to be your partner and walking through this with you. I don't think you've ever had that, and it makes sense on why you don't see it. Damn, he's good. Yeah. He's a grizzled vet. <laughs> he's a grizzled <laughs> vet. Well, it's just and, true. And it's, by the it's, way, it's, oh. it's the perspective of somebody You're that right. says, I've been through shit. I've seen it. I've been hurt too many times. I see everybody fall short. I see when I push harder, they move farther away. And if you never had somebody put their arm around you and say, you're just doing great, and I'm just really happy to be here. I got this. Yeah, <laughs> there it is, Dimitri. Then how would you know it existed? But how would you know it existed? It's not about me. But, but I how agree, would you know it existed? Right. I think there's a lot to unpack on all both of what Brooks and Ben are saying because it it becomes super complicated. It's like Brooks even trying to think of what emasculates him. It's like you don't remember it until you experience it and that's the same thing yeah, it's like yeah. i just have a gut feeling that there are people out there who everybody says no the the woman can be at work and i'll be mr mom no, and it's all yeah, good no. well some some people could do that i know i can't do work, that there's right. people out there there's there's, there's there are people there's but assholes. yeah, yeah we, there's yeah there's, there's but there's also that that Nobody can either. happen i have i have a member in my family that's a stay at home dad so I think that's that can exception happen to the rule, but I will say that that's not for me. Even though my wife is successful, being the stay-at-home dad is not for me. It's and it's not a comparison. It's not I need to go earn more money. It's just not my life that I want to live. I, like I hope when we have kids, I, I'll love them and whatever. But like I cannot see myself being the stay-at-home Rick, dad. Rick, do you well, think you a, could do it? Let's. I want to ask dad? Rick. Do you think that you sure. could be the stay-at-home dad <laughs> and <laughs> not feel emasculated, and your wife? is just ball busting out there making all the money like again i, I think it, it doesn't have to do with money i think it has to do with respect and and when that person your wife comes home from ball busting and making all the money or whatever and respects you the same and takes pride and is just as much as work that you've done whether you were taking the kids you were doing the lunches whether you're doing the laundry whatever that is when you're at a stay-at-home dad and you get the same amount of respect as that person who's out doing whatever maybe it's earning the money side of it then it's okay i don't i would not feel that way i feel like if they came home and they're like like dimitri's saying like oh we'll we'll 
yeah, I'll, I'll take the family to Hawaii today, you know, or like once they do that and turn that switch on, then it's like, okay, no, thanks. Like all good. By like, the way, this isn't what two things I am kind of living that life right now because my wife has a full-time job. So she works all day long. My schedule is way more flexible. So I do pack the lunches and I do take the kids to school. And there is that moment when you get to school and you're, and people look and they're like, Oh, maybe he's not working. She's working. It's like, but whatever I am working. It's just that, that, I, I have the ability to do that as well. So whatever. But the other thing is, here's a question. How come, you know, when people say, oh, a mom is like a, a CEO job, right? So when they say stay at home mom, it's like a CEO job. It's the busiest job there is. That doesn't mean she's not working. But when a guy does it, it's looked upon as like he doesn't have a job. He, yeah, he's a, he's a failure. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. So even though you'd be okay with it and your wife would be okay with it, what how are you going to feel when the town the neighbors are like oh there's rick he doesn't work i don't know i don't have any neighbors <laughs> yes you do <laughs> how would you feel do you think that question. that would bother you it's a great question uh yes of course I, it would yeah, it I would bother it, yeah. anybody All right but it doesn't mean that he has to change but yeah it would bother you i think there's also men have a lot of pride not saying women don't but speaking for men men have a tremendous amount of pride well, it becomes interesting because that's how women probably feel when the neighbors say, oh, she doesn't work. She stays home. They probably feel like, screw you. It's gnarly here. Mark it up. For yeah, I think it's gnarly here. Is, but, why are we yeah. why are we dismissing the value of a mom? It's yeah. a huge. It's a what huge about deal. The val- also dismissing the value of a dad? Yeah, sure. I don't know. Both. All right, let's we do the next bring. one. Next one. And I'll be quiet now. And so just don't, also, wait, I want to well, say, no, I I wanna say to, to our say. listeners, don't tell Amy not to speak because she adds, you had a tremendous amount of value. And that pisses me off when people write That's in. That's so nice. I tried not to talk today because I know next week I'm going to really want to talk a lot. So just be ready, people. <laughs> no. By the way, uh, just to go back to earlier in the podcast, when Amy and I got heated a few minutes ago, there was same not team. one part of me that was about to be like, <laughs> Amy, same team. I couldn't. I My, my body wasn't even right. close to being able to do that. You just know? well, I just want you to market research. I did it and it didn't work. That's all right, brother. The other thing we already we already passed it, but like there's the stay at home mom that makes the lunch, wakes the kids up, does the laundry, drops the kids off, and then she goes to the country clubs and plays tennis and eats lunch and drinks wine until three o'clock, and then rolls back and takes a nap and then goes and picks them up at four o'clock. So what the hell do you call that? Oh, you're gonna get roasted by some moms out there. (laughs) All right, we gotta take one more break. We'll be back. Man, those are awesome, Ben. Appreciate you hanging out. And those are some tough questions, man. Uh, the tough questions are the best part, man. Thanks for letting me be a part of this. And I, I think this podcast is doing and will do great things for a lot of people. We're trying to, man. We try and dig in deep. And now we have some guests with us. The reason we're mm-hmm. here is because they have a new app, Scene Dating, that put us here. We have some guests. Joe and Kendall in the house Hello. with us. Hey, hey, hey. Part of Happy to be here. Patrick, part of Bachelor. Like, I kind of want to be part of it. No, I don't want to be part of Bachelor Family because that mean I'd be now single again. Yeah, you're doing all right. I don't want to be forced to, like... I've met so many awesome people that are part of the Bachelor family, and I watch the show. My wife sometimes hosts Bachelor viewing parties. Oh, awesome. So we watch the show, and Joe, we watched you on Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. 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 How was was that, man? Um, It was was a rough experience, (laughs) but it was wonderful at the same time. I wasn't the best dancer, but I grew as a dancer, you know? And I I say this, like, I'm professionally trained now, so when I go anywhere... 
You're the you star. Know, I'm probably the best dancer in the yeah. world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he has was more you, training than anybody else. Was your wife room. working on the show at that point? Uh, no. No, I think she was off. But my, my brother-in-law's girlfriend, Haley. Haley was okay. on. Haley yeah. was on the show. Cool. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I would love to try that, though. I've wanted to dance. Like, I actually bought a dance DVD before I even met my wife to try and learn how to dance. Now we've been together six years, and I still haven't learned. We have Does a head start in the competition. <sighs> Joe might have to teach me tonight. No, she hasn't teach Even for our wedding. I didn't even get taught really? how to dance for our wedding. Oh. So, yeah. are, I mean, you... You don't know how to dance? I don't, brother. I don't know how to dance. Yeah, join the club. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's talk about your new dating app because a lot of our community, we get a lot of, right, Tori? We get a lot of dating questions. Our community wants to know about dating. So you guys have a new dating app called Scene Dating. Tell me about this. Yeah. So Scene Dating is um, pretty much transparent dating. And what I mean by that is that all of your messages and all of your video chats that you have with people on the app are actually public for everybody to view that's using the app. Wow. Whoa, whoa. So if... So Joe and Kendall... Yeah, it sounds scary. I love it. Joe and Kendall, if you guys... Say you guys are just like... You're on the app for the first time. Yes. You guys would have a conversation on video mm-hmm. and... Ben and I could tune in. Yes. Oh, yeah. So anybody yes. on the app can see everyone else's conversations. And um, what we found is that the more public conversations are, the more people are there for the quote unquote right reasons. Yeah. So there's no ghosting. There's no uh, unsightly pictures that are sent. Um, I mean, and Joe and I have had a lot of experience and a lot of people in the bachelor world have had a lot of experience with public dating and dating that other people can see. Yeah. Um, and... For us, I just felt like it was being transparent in how we are dating. It, I think it just helped our relationship so much with well, the honesty part of it and transparency. Yeah, I agree. And it, it's an app for people that actually want to meet someone seriously and want to date seriously opposed to randomly hooking up or just putting yourself out there and wanting to get followers or whatever. This is for people that aren't scared to show who they are. You know, and they're not trying to hide behind a fake profile or catfish or whatever you call it these days. But <laughs> let's say let's say I'm watching a date mm-hmm. and I like the girl. Can I somehow get in touch with her or say like, hey, get rid of this guy. Come talk to <laughs> me. Like, how does that happen? Um, I mean, definitely. I mean, yeah. if, as long as you're still on the app. Um, I so mean, you have to be polite. You can't intrude yeah. Yeah. in the <laughs> middle of the hey, conversation. All is, here, yeah. all is fair in love and war. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you got to get the person you're meant to be with. But um, the cool thing is that they have the swiping element to it. So just like a traditional dating um, dating app, you can swipe. But also you can see other people's profiles, like anyone's profiles. So even if you're a so girl... no look- private profiles. Yeah, no private public. profiles. Okay. So even if you're a girl looking for a guy, you can still see other girl profiles, create friendships with the other girls in the app. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, talk to pretty much anybody. What do you all see is the the downside to this format? Because I'm, mm-hmm. I'm reading this and this is also my brain. I typically get really excited about like kind of far out there ideas that could actually work and I can see where this could work, right? It, it eliminates a lot of the things that are issues in dating today. The the ghosting, um, the kind of ab- uh, aggressive pictures and, and yeah, comments part, and, and stuff. What are the downsides to this? I mean, I th- well, go ahead, Joe. I think it's, you know, I'm naturally a shy person. Okay. So I think it's trying to over it's it's overcoming that, right? Because you're going to have a conversation and other people are going to see it. But once you break that barrier, 
then it's it's freeing. I mean, that's what The Bachelor did for me. You know, because mm. I was shy and it was hard, but once I was actually out there for the public to see, it was like, oh, this isn't a big deal. Well, you find strength and vulnerability is what Ooh, I find. Yeah. So I, I feel like, I mean, at least for Joe's and my relationship, I, this is now the longest relationship I've ever had. And I feel like that has... A large part of that has to do with the fact that it was so public and I was forced to be so honest and upfront with my feelings so quickly. Um, and, you know, I don't know. I, I feel like it was just such a good way to start a relationship with complete transparency. Mm. Yeah. Was that a problem for you in the past? You weren't able to do so or you weren't able to open up or I think the other I mean, person wasn't? I mean, I definitely have used other dating apps before. Mm. And um, there's the whole... What? i mean Mm, but the thing is you get so i I feel you caught up in the next best thing and what's shiny and what's new and you don't really put a lot of attention or focus a lot of energy towards the relationships that you already have and so um by having it being public i felt like it was something that i wanted to put more attention towards because there were people that were watching and learning from my experiences so um i was just very aware i was like okay well i can't mess this up i have to you know go completely true and honest with it so So some of the lessons from your relationship are laced into the fabric of this app i think so yeah, yeah, in developing it, I think we saw the benefit of our relationship being so public, and we wanted to bring that to a broader audience. Yeah. Wow, I uh, I see just how powerful uh, this app could be, and I and I also get where you're coming from, Joe. For the shy people out there, this might help hold them back, but what this will do is eliminate um, the jerks of the world on both sides. I think that the people who aren't in it for the right reasons will stay away because they can't hide here. Vulnerability uh, opens people up to a whole new world that they've never been used to. Um, it's listed here, and I need to—I want to make sure to say because I think this is an awesome idea. Um, hashtag real connections uh, to, to follow uh, the daters around and, uh, and see what kind of connections are being made. So make sure if you're interested, you, uh, you look up the hashtag real connections um, on, on Twitter and Instagram. So I have a... I have a Tori, our producer Tori here is smiling. <laughs> we have your newest app member, Mr. Gavin DeGraw. So my co-host that is not here today, Mr. Gavin DeGraw, we're going to sign Gavin up. Yes. We are going to go. sign yeah. Gavin up for scene dating. So walk us through this. I signed Gavin up. He doesn't know this. He's just going to get a notification <laughs> later that, buddy, I signed you up for some dating. Yeah. Um, I signed Gavin up. What happens? Now, he has to create a profile. Can you walk us through Gavin's journey here? Yeah, it's very much like a traditional profile. So you put your pictures down. You put a bio down. Um, and I think the real meat of the profile is really when you start having conversations with other people that are on the app. So how does that start? So um, you can match with people or you can reach out to people that you see on the on the app so i have to be say i'm like do i scroll through people in my area do well, i yeah there's so right now it's only in los angeles okay anybody in the country or i think the world can watch it but you could only participate if you're in okay la and then you have two as options. of now it is spreading to other cities yeah, yeah. as of now but you can um swipe is the same thing as a traditional mm-hmm. app or so swiping means requ- like i like like i want to yes. connect you can with match you with someone that's okay or you can just request and then if your request is accepted then you can start a conversation got you okay yeah wow hmm. so it's like real dating i mean can, i almost feel like it's closer to the real world than other apps so what happens um if i have too much to drink 
and I say something one night that I regret. You know, I've gone too far. I've loosened up too much. I wake up the next morning. I go, oh, no, I've ruined myself. Yeah. Can I... Is it just out there for everybody to see oh, forever? Oh no, we've well, all been there. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I mean, we've all we've all done that, and you have the option to remove that, but then that's going to be like on your record. So it, people are going to say, "Oh, if you do that, well, you know, Too if you often. do it once, yeah. it's not a big deal." But if you do it multiple times, then people are like, "Oh, this guy has pulled down." 12 multiple videos. conversations uh-huh. and multiple videos. That's a red flag. That's a red flag. So yes. I don't know if I actually take this person serious. Cool. So there, there's a record of how many conversations I have had? Yes. Could, yeah. Can so I go 30 back? 30 days. For how many yeah, days? Conversations within 30 days. So it's very much like a, okay. a story you would have on Instagram. Um, it just shows the recent conversations you've had, including the video chats, and then they'll automatically delete as time passes. Okay. So then let's say I like a girl. She likes me back or something. I can go on and watch her previous conversations. Yeah. yeah. Kind of get a vibe for yeah. how she is and how she interacts with people. Wow. Yeah. And if mm. you're like, oh, you know, she's attractive. I'm into her. I like, you know. Or, yeah. Or, oh, I actually don't mm. like her personality. Yeah. Or, yeah, you see, you yeah see I, I, I don't talks. need to connect with her. I'll move exactly. to somebody else or something. Wow. Yeah. This is fascinating. And I, and I, I like I the idea it. of not being able to hide that you're talking to multiple people. Mm. You know? Because I think that it's easy for people to get caught up and have multiple conversations with multiple different people. You're spreading yourself too thin. And I think there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of bad that can come from that. I think really focusing on certain people that you really see a connection with um, is the best way to go about relationships, at least personally speaking from my experience. Why are you all involved? You're, you're together. Mm-hmm. You're not dating any longer. What what makes you want to get involved in a dating app? So Mike came to us with the initial idea, and his initial idea was to create a um, reality TV show out of the app. And so, I mean, I thought it was really intriguing, but I felt like with Joe's and my experience, being a couple that has found love publicly, we're um, professional we, daters. <laughs> we're professional point. daters, <laughs> um, and also with the new podcast that I have, where I match people up on Down to Date. Um, I felt like we. Um, we had an experience, I mean, at least I personally had an experience with public dating and the effect that it had on people and the positivity that it had. So we worked with Mike to create an app that would allow people to have the same experience. I like it because it's scary. You know, you hear it and you're like, I don't know if I would feel comfortable doing that. And that was the first time in my life where everything kind of worked out is when I stepped out of my comfort zone. Life begins at the edge of your comfort zone. There you go. So There's like, the tagline right like there. My question there is that, is it ever too intrusive? Does it go too far? Is it because I, I get you're trying to get people to mm-hmm. open up, but is it ever does because it's such a public forum? Does it push it too far? Well, well, once you once you actually meet someone you like, you could take the conversation off of that. Like yeah. you don't have to. You stay can have private conversations. So you can choose to have private conversations. Oh, so you can okay. exchange phone numbers or meet up in person. Not everyone can see your phone number or your address. Yeah. Um, so it's just the initial meetup. Yeah, it's more of a way to show that you're serious. Like yeah. you're in this to actually meet someone or to date for real. Yeah. yeah. Can you can you message somebody? Is it only video chat that you can do no, on you can there? Oh, no, it's message also. and video you chat. You can message. Okay. Yeah. So if, if you just, you know, you, you don't feel comfortable at first jumping on camera or mm-hmm. video or whatever, you could just message each other and then be like willing to accept the video chat. I Brooks, always if I look like people. you, I'd be video chatting everybody <laughs> that I ever wanted to. <laughs> there you go. Right back at you, brother. Yeah, well, I encourage video <laughs> chatting. <laughs> I always feel like the bravest thing to do is to FaceTime somebody when you first 
match with them on like a dating app because you get to see like the true genuine unfiltered un- unedited version of the person you I don't like have a bunch that. of friends saying what should I say back what should I do you know it's, it's like breaking the ice it is breaking the I ice. like that Kendall I agree with that because I FaceTime uh, probably 8 out of 10 phone calls are FaceTime for me just yes. friends or people or whatever I love FaceTime but I also think there is something to putting yourself be, being vulnerable lowering your weapons on a FaceTime like you mm-hmm. can see somebody you can be like I don't know. I'm just calling you. Yeah. I just wanted to say hi and I don't have any lines. It's, it, I think it kind of lowers the weapons um, and makes people more vulnerable and almost more engaging mm-hmm. and w- in what people deem to be a somewhat awkward way. Yeah. But it's actually a truthful way of like, hey, we're actually having a real conversation and you know, what are you doing? I don't know. Show me where you're, yeah. your, what's your apartment look we're like? We're giving like, someone 100% of your attention, which, yeah. is, true, very true. which is not something that's very common. It's Ooh. more the traditional way. Yeah. If you yes. actually look at it, it's yeah. like we're taking technology and now we're going back to where there was no phones and I used to scream out your window and say, hey, you know, it's me, Joe. I used to holler at people at the window. I mean, I, mean, I didn't do that, but <laughs> yeah. I think like Leonardo DiCaprio did in, uh, what was that, Shakespeare, the movie he did? So is it, yeah. so um, we're going to sign, Tori, we have to sign Gavin up on this thing. He's just hey, my go. sister's going on it too. Okay. Yeah, so I'm excited. My <laughs> twin go. sister's going on okay. it, so I'm excited to um, to see her experience and kind of tell everyone about how how it is her, with her going on the scene up. No age restrictions on this. He'd be a, no, uh, yeah, like everyone's eighteen and over. Eighteen and over. Yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. But like, um, is it a free app? Is it a subscription based? It is free. It's so free, it's yes. free for people who are um, viewing it, and also people who are also dating. Um, you can also pay to have. The deluxe version. Yes, you yes. got. You can pay for the deluxe version. <laughs> you get more swipes, and you have a lot of features um, with that. So more features unlock. Um, upgrading to Dater Plus unlocks extra yes. features. Yes. Love it. Mm. I'm excited for Gavin. Gav, my buddy, has a tough time getting dates. Yeah, <laughs> Gavin DeGraw. I don't know if you've heard of him, but he <laughs> has a tough time dating. Uh, you know, Joe, you said something that, that hits with me. If I was single, I'd definitely be into this app because. Uh, if you met me six years ago, I'm a different man then than I am today. Um, a lesser version of myself because I put myself out of my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. I did something that was incredibly scary that made me insanely nervous. I was shaking during most of my time on The Bachelorette. But I'm a better man because of it because it opened my world up to a world I had never known. I could I, First, it existed and also that I could even partake in something um, or, and have the confidence to do something like a show like that and probably like an app like this. I think this is awesome. I think this is great. I'm a fan of scene dating. I'm a fan of Kindle and Joe. Where where can we download this? You could download this and well, wherever the Apple else, Store. Yeah, Apple Store, wherever yeah. you get your apps from, you can uh, download it from. Yeehaw. Okay, Tori, we have to get Gavin on this. Joe and Kendall, I appreciate you guys. Scene dating is the next generation dating app for online daters fed up with faked up profiles and time wasters. Scene is the first and only dating experience that offers complete transparency to men and women looking for the perfect match. Joe and Kendall told us so much about this. This app's going to be amazing. Transparent dating means a new, innovative, and honest approach to dating, which allows singles who are serious about dating an opportunity to match on human connections and chemistries. Chemistry is so important. And that means more real connections. So if you're tired of relying on a contrived profile and a set of 
might look like me, but probably really does not look like me. Pictures. Scene reveals a potential partner's complete personality and charisma and lets you choose. Let yourself be seen and enjoy the safest, most positive and respectful dating environment ever created. Ben, you are the man. Thank you so much. Thank you, buddy. Um, and also, guys, can I be like adopted as an honorary bachelor? Yeah. <laughs> you're in. You're Welcome in. to the you're family. family. Yeah. yeah. We're spreading. We'll Not give you a rose. We'll find you a rose. Yeah. Okay. Download scene dating and swipe to go on a date with Gavin DeGraw. That's it for this episode. Joe and Kendall, thank you for coming by. Ben, I appreciate you, my brother. Bruce, has been a blast. Yes, Thanks, I man. hope you'll come back uh, and check out his podcast, Almost Famous. Yes, ma'am. It's, uh, I've learned so much from you, actually, just from watching you, the way you podcast. Good, sir. So I appreciate everything you do. Uh, best of luck to you and your beautiful girlfriend and to all our listeners. Take care of one another, love one another, and we'll see you right back here next week.